1: Today, I'm joined by Sten Forssek, who is the founder of Greater Than, a global insurtech business based in Sweden. Welcome to the show, Sten. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Sten, it's a real pleasure to have you on the show today. I've been looking forward to hearing your thoughts about the industry and all the great work that you're doing there at Greater Than for quite a while now. So Sten, if you wouldn't mind starting off, would you mind sharing with our listeners a little bit more about your background and what steps led you to founding Greater Than?
0: Right. Yeah. Thank you very much. Well, uh, my background is uh, uh, I spend my better part of my life in the automotive technology space, being a supplier to the global automotive industry in Europe, South America, US and Asia uh, of many sort of electronic electronic information systems. We had a division providing telematics primarily to the European and US uh, uh, automotive industry. And from there, I realized that the perception of how to measure safe driving sort of harsh brake harsh acceleration sort of things and and the speed to speed limit uh, it doesn't make sense it's nonsense basically and so that led me to actually develop a piece of technology that could correlate a driving pattern to an accident probability and also the attached cost to that accident so that was the sort of what led me into to this space
1: fantastic thank you Sten. i know from our dealings you're a very busy man working across all different time zones. So what's your go-to coffee of choice in the morning? Then, what, what kickstarts you early there in Sweden? Caffe latte with triple espresso. Triple espresso. <laughs> yeah, at least. <laughs> I <laughs> like that. Excellent. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. I'll have to give that a try. Brilliant, Sten. Would you mind sharing with our listeners a little bit more about the business, the technology you have, and, and where the business is at the moment?
0: Sure. Yeah, so we are an AI-based data analytics business. We are helping automotive OEMs, insurance carriers, and new mobility better understand risk on the road. That is what we do. And currently, we partner with the best brands there are in the world. On the automotive side, we partner with Toyota in Japan, which we're very proud of. I think we're one of the few, or if there is any other European provider to Toyota directly in Japan, I, I doubt that. So I'm very proud of that. On the insurance side, we do partner with MSIG, Mitsui Sumitomo in, in Japan, and, and APAC. We do partner with, with Zurich in Europe, and we do partner with AGS in the U.S. So uh, very fine brands. And, and on the new mobility side, we do partner with Caro, which is a new distribution platform in APAC, very, very high profile. We do car club, high profile car sharing business, and also FIA with a smart driving challenge. That's where we stand currently and and looking to expand further.
1: Fantastic. And what does the AI technology do? What does it enable either for the car drivers themselves or for the insurance carriers? What does that allow them to do?
0: Primarily we do sell to carriers and and automotives. Uh, What it does, it predicts the future accident probability per individual. We actually price risk per second. So that's what what, what AI does.
1: As simple as that. And on that model, it pricing risk almost in real time, like you say, pricing risk per second. What what, what are the benefits there then for the carriers? Yeah, the,
0: the the key benefits first of all is individualized. Yeah. So you can leave the pool thinking going for an individual. Secondly, it's unbiased. We don't need your your track record in terms of your your or your incomes or or where you live, uh, demography, geography, anything. It's accurate, and Inexpensive is very, very inexpensive way of, of pricing risk. But the, the, the big take here is a time advantage. We provide a time advantage over any other risk model with 12 to 18 months. Yep. You understand risk upfront rather than have, have to wait to see how how it, how it turns out. So that are all the big, the key, big benefits.
1: I see, and for the individual. So, for instance, someone, someone like myself, if 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 uh, if I have a car here in the UK, I might be rated based on the fact that that I host a insurance podcast series, I have a, a recruitment business, all these sort of general factors, rather than my actual driving and what how I actually drive my vehicle. Is that is that the difference with what your technology is able to provide?
0: Yes, yes, very much so. Uh, we do one factor. And uh, you can say risk, motor insurance risk, 80% is driver-related. So we do deal with 80% of it. And till date, the AI has discovered 7 billion different ways of driving a car. Wow. And each each of those different patterns, different ways of driving a car has a cost of risk attached to it. Mm. And we have trained, the AI has trained with real accidents. So it's like it's like DNA. You, know, you use DNA today to predict sort of severe disease, diseases. Yep. We are using this kind of DNA to, to, to predict sort of accident probabilities.
1: So if as a driver, if I want my premiums to come down each year, rather than moving house, moving postcode, changing job all all these types of things that might have an effect on my rating if i simply improve my driving if i if i slow down and become a a better more efficient driver that would actually have an impact on my premium or potentially would have an impact on my premium yes
0: yes it 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 will and and in that respect uh, insurance carriers are very so what could I say transparent in that respect because if the if the loss cost comes down they also reduce the premiums yeah yeah now as it is today Uh, with pool pricing, it's only 20% of the pool that wins and 80% loses. So 20% represents 80% of the cost. So that means 80% of the sample pays for the 20%. So just by individualizing it, you will gain a lot without Mm. doing anything.
1: Fantastic. And is there also an impact on that on environmental factors as well? If people drive, differently, can that have an impact on the environment?
0: Right. I mean big impact. First of all, when you focus on your driving, you reduce your energy consumption with roughly 18 to 20 percent. And when you individualize an insurance, you will also drive less. So the impact on the environment is is huge. You can talk about 25% reductions in, in, in energy energy consumption.
1: Yeah. Wow. So so if so if there's um businesses out there with large fleets if there's uh yeah, companies who have got thousands of vehicles on the road by adopting this technology that could potentially have an impact on their carbon footprint, that could have an impact on their CO2 emissions as a business. Yes.
0: Yes, that that is a main driver for many, many of our fleet customers.
1: Amazing, amazing. Thank you so much for for sharing that, Stan. It's really interesting to find out more about the business. One question I've I've wanted to ask you for a while, actually, is how you see the insurance market developing over the next few years. How do you see insurance and particularly motor insurance pricing? How do you see that developing? What are companies going to need to do to be successful during these times?
0: Wow. I think the changes that I, I, as I perceive them is is larger than the industry is ready to digest to be honest with you. Uh, We are faced with a shift in paradigm like when, when smartphones took over the market from Ericsson and Nokia. They wiped them away, basically, because they weren't prepared to provide a phone that people actually wanted. And we are facing with the same shift here. I'm very, very convinced about that. And that shift is driven by three factors, three mega factors. One is the pandemic. The pandemic has uncovered how stupid it is to pay upfront for your insurance, no matter how you use it. People may left the car on the curbside didn't drive a kilometer but you still have to pay a thousand pounds for insurance yeah that has uncovered it it has really uncovered how stupid that is uh that is one factor and and that goes for both businesses and and private consumers true then the climate we can't hide away from the climate anymore we we see this flooding in germany the heat wave here in sweden i mean we had 30 35 degrees for weeks after weeks after weeks so we can't hide away anymore and also a third factor uh, which is very little spoken about, is the root fatalities. Pre- Pre-COVID-19, 3,500 people died on the roots every day. That is more than, than died in, in, in the pandemic, or AIDS or Ebola, for that matter. Hmm. That needs to be addressed. And as insurance is structured today, it is a matter of fact, the business model is counterproductive to climate and to root fatalities. Because you have a pooled pricing, pooled pricing always drives poor behavior. Everybody in that pool becomes a little bit worse. And a little bit worse means more hospitalities automatically and more pollution automatically. So the industry ha- will have to change to become more individualized and usage-based. Yes, I drive my car 150 kilometers. I pay for that 150 kilometers and how I use it if i if i do, if i decide to put myself and my family and others on the risk i pay more and and other way around so these factors will drive and this will happen much faster than, than the industry can digest today
1: been such a interesting answer and um certainly a seismic shift on the horizon you mentioned there the insurance industry is not quite ready for it what what do you think the insurance industry should be doing now in order to to prepare themselves for that change in potential buyer behavior?
0: My true and honest answer is I think my true and honest answer is that it's a matter for the shareholders, not for the for the for the for the operational management of any business. They should hang on to the to the current business model and suck out as much cash as you can out of it. New business model will, will form and take over the market going forward. Some of those new business models will be created by current carriers, mm. some of them will not be. Mm-hmm. So I think that is the same. You can look at the phone market, look at at a Kodak in in the in the in the film market, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I mean, hard to change. So it's hard to disrupt yourself. I mean, there are very few examples of when when you disrupt disrupt yourself. So I think. I, I, that's sorry my that's my maybe poor advice but that's sort of my <laughs> view in a way
1: and i'm sure companies like greater than are, g- are going to be right at the forefront of this change Sten, it leads us very nicely on to the espresso round i know you like three <laughs> shots of uh, espresso in your coffee in the good. morning <laughs> yeah. yeah good, <laughs> you, good good are you ready for one more now <laughs> yep <Yeah>. good shoot <laughs> the espresso round Stan, at Greater Than, what percentage of your employees are from an insurance background compared to a non-insurance background? 95% non. And what's the reasoning behind that? Clearly, you are changing the way that insurance is is priced, the way insurance is bought. Is, Is that a big factor, having people from outside of the industry contributing new ideas and new way of thinking?
0: Yes, but that said, uh, we are now looking for talents within the insurance space because for mainly for three three values that we see they can bring into us. us insights into the how the industry really thinks mm. how the industry really values its business creep under the, get under the skin of, of the industry that is one very big value talents will bring to us and also network of course within yeah. the industry and credibility of yeah. course uh, from within the industry. So those three factors um, is what we can see they will
1: bring to our business. So they can bring a lot of value to add to product and the services that yes, you provide yes, them. What are the personalities that best suit a, a business like yours?
0: You need to be brave to work for us because you're very exposed, you're very visible, you can't hide anywhere, and you are driving a change, which you, you need to be brave to do that, of course, because you are going against sort of the, the, the mainstream think, thinking. Uh, you need to self-manage yourself. Self, that's one thing. You need to be passionate yeah. about driving the change. You need to be street smart because there is no there's no there's no rule book to to read here. You have to write your own rule book and and go forward.
1: Absolutely. And if there are people like that out there, either from within the insurance market or or outside of the insurance industry, you know, considering opportunities with yourself, what opportunities can you provide to high performing? talent in the inside and outside of the industry
0: Uh, first of all we provide for those talents to be a big part of a big change you will actually in in the aftermath of things you will actually have been part of a very big shift in parity we are talking going from steam to electricity here yeah and you will be part of that change and then you will be part of, of, of a gang we are having fun when working we work very hard but we are having fun and we do this globally we are all over the world so that's sort of what the second element uh, the th- third element financial reward
1: fantastic fantastic so it, it sounds like there is a business that you could be right at the forefront of changing the insurance market you can also have a lot of fun along the way there's a lot of hard work but there's an awful lot of success which is celebrated and shared together when you are recruiting and particularly recruiting from the insurance industries are there any experiences or skills that you see lacking or anything that you think actually that wouldn't be a great fit for us
0: i think what i meet quite often within the insurance segment is lack of sense of urgency lack of sort of hiding away a bit sort of hiding away from what needs to be changed i think duck and cover basically (laughs) and lack of putting the customer in the center sort of the customer is something evil necessary <laughs> mm. rather than our view is the customer is in the center for us yeah. those two elements are, are we are we're cautious about that to see yeah. that we do not get those kind of people on board
1: do you think that something can be changed so if someone's maybe joined a very large corporate company and over the years it's, it's just taken a long time for decisions to be made and processes to be implemented do you do you think people can change out of that and adapt to working at a, a fast-paced business like yours
0: I think so, yes. I, I think many people, or I think, I know many people are frustrated within the insurance space. They see all sort of the opportunities uh, there is out there with technology, such as our own technology, and they are stuck in the old business model, and people see that and they're frustrated. Why don't we change? And And,
1: and again... Those people out there at the moment who might be insurance executives at uh, large insurance companies or they might be leaders from within the industry, if they are considering, as many are at the moment, certainly with the, the pandemic, there is definitely a new way of working. People are considering more and more of those technology opportunities. What do you think those people should be doing to prepare themselves to make a successful switch to a fast paced business like yours?
0: Well, prepare for working at warp speed. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's one thing. <laughs> good old slow days are over, be very agile. And also you need to take a holistic view on the business. And and that comes not with it sort of, if you're large, working for a large organization, you work in silos, mm. you're working for an Instech, like ours, you work with everything.
1: Mm.
0: So you need to be holistic in that respect. And also uh, prepare for that your actions count and, and you become very visible. So yes. if you don't like to be visible, don't work for an instig
1: yeah when you're working an in, insurtech you're flying the flag for the business you're flying the flag for your product in, in a very different light that you might be representing an insurance company yeah yes indeed it's, yeah. it's a completely different ball game absolutely one which would be a great challenge i'm sure and a very exciting prospect for a lot and for others certainly wouldn't be the right opportunity for them stan we're almost at the end of our time together in the insurance coffee yeah coffee shop. Been great, uh, yeah. Coffee's coffee's finished. Just before we check out and get the bill, do you have one piece of closing advice for our listeners today? And how would they go about reaching you after the show?
0: Good. Uh, thank you for that. Yes, I would say closing advice. I know many, many people are, are considering leaving sort of insurance and go for something something else. If you do jump, if you dare to jump, jump by heart. If you do jump by heart and 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 take it, take the jump into a new space, you will be rewarded both by heart and by dollars, primarily by heart. You will have so much fun being part of of, of this kind of organization. Reach us through our webpage, www.greaterthan.eu. Reach out to me. You got my email there. Reach out to me personally or on the info address
1: we're here for you. Thank you, Stan. That's some great advice and we will, as always, we will leave your contact details, LinkedIn profile on the show notes of the podcast today. Stan, thank you so much for your time today. really enjoyed having you on the show. It's been really interesting to hear about Greater Than, but actually even more interesting, your thoughts on the way that the industry is going to be changing over the next few years. So thank you for joining us today. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Absolute pleasure. And to all the insurtech leaders and insurance leaders around the world, wherever you're listening today, we hope you enjoyed the show and we sure you would have gained a lot of valuable insights and advice from Sten. If you do enjoy the show as ever, please do remember to leave us a review on iTunes and make sure that you subscribe and download the show to receive each of our episodes into your app each week. Till next time, I've been Nick Hoadley. This has been the Insurance Coffee House Global Insurtech Series. Take care.
0: You've been listening to the Insurance Coffee House with Nick Hoadley. Join us next time to hear more insights and inspiring success stories to help you become a better insurance business leader. Available to download or subscribe now.